0: What is up everybody and welcome back to the Stuff Podcast. My name is CJ Pierce. I am joined today as always by my co-host JC Shirley. What is up JC? You're looking at it
1: buddy. Another great day in paradise. For sure. It is a cloudy cold day in northwest Ohio today. It's cold and cloudy but today is a we have kind of a momentous show here. Today is the first time we've had someone on the show who's not at all affiliated with our school and this is actually going to be a pretty cool show because today we have Mr. Matt Derry on the show with us. Let me see if I can get the... get. There we go. There, there's the right button. Yeah, so, Matt, thanks for joining us today. Uh, how's it going?
2: Guys, it's uh, an honor to be with you. Uh real pleasure, and uh love uh, loved talking to you.
1: Yeah, thank you. So, we've, uh through the highways and byways, we've managed to get Matt on our show today, and he, basically, he's done a lot. He's done everything in, in media, for, yeah, for the most part, and... Today we're going to talk about who he is, uh, what he does for a career, but also podcasting in general. Uh, CJ and I are, we're fairly new, we're about yep. 10 episodes in or so, and we have Matt on the show today to kind of not only help us figure out how to do what we love better, yep. but for anyone who's interested in doing a podcast, Matt's the guy you got to talk to. So sure. Matt, thanks for taking time out of your schedule to talk to us today.
0: Yeah, really Matt, I uh, i want to thank you too for for just coming on our show and- trying to help us get better and also get steps to becoming better podcasters out there for the world and also getting
1: your story out there um here in northwest ohio so matt i guess we'll we'll start with uh with what you're doing for um doing for work now are you still actively uh podcasting
2: i am uh you know my my as you guys said my background is in radio and broadcasting and that's why i went to school that's why i went to syracuse back in the Early '90s, and that's all I wanted to do was to to be on the radio and to be on the air. I grew up in Cleveland, listening to Joe Tate call the Cavs. He was the original voice of the Cavaliers for NBA, and he was amazing. And so, uh, you know, the, that's the route I wanted to go. And here we are now in my late '40s, and still doing some. I don't miss the day to day radio for sure, but podcasting is 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 something we can do. I can do right from home. I host the Lockdown Lions podcast five days a week. I host the Pistons official, a Wired Pistons podcast once a week. I'm doing a Cleveland Indians podcast with my brother. We're huge, two huge fans of theirs. And Go Tribe, uh, do go that tribe. once a week. That's right. And uh, first place, Cleveland Indians. And uh, so there's, you know, I'm, I'm busy with doing a lot. We're doing it for our, our company, a Financial Architects. We have two shows that we do, so. Uh, it's a labor of love. Uh, love. It's something I I've gotten to kind of transition from radio to podcasting. It's not really that uh, that far off, to be honest. So, what was? How did you get your
1: start in radio? Uh, do you can you talk to us a little bit about about your first job in uh, in radio business?
2: So, uh, if you go back to college, I, I was able to join the staff at WAER at Syracuse, which was the same college radio station that brought us. <sighs> Uh, Mike Tarico, Bob Costas, Marv Albert, Sean McDonough, Ian Eagle, Dave Pash, all these guys like that got their starts there. And uh, that was the station to be at, man. So, you know, when I was at Syracuse, that was, you know, that was the goal was to get on the staff there and get cleared, meaning that you could do sports casts and be on the air there. And I did. And so by senior year, myself and, and my broadcast partner, Mike Cranston, he was the sports director. I was his assistant sports director we did all the football games the basketball games lacrosse the year before and it was a blast so that was really my first job was the student station there and then in Cleveland I I, I wanted to be home I wanted to go back home to Cleveland where I grew up and I was lucky enough that the summer after I graduated I got to join WHK which was the second all sports radio station after WKNR and worked uh, doing updates and uh co-host of the morning show with dan mcdowell who's now in dallas i worked with les levine i worked with tony rizzo um, a lot of great broadcasters and uh kind of cut my teeth there and 96 came about uh the station got sold we all got fired and next thing you know i landed in detroit never thinking that i'd be here 23 years later but here i am
1: yeah it's jeez that's a heck of a journey
0: that is that's a that's a crazy we have we had um we had another uh sports, joel miller joel miller yes. another sports broadcaster here local um in northwest ohio i mean he was kind of telling us a similar a similar story of just like hit the ground running as a as really as a you know young cutting their teeth as a youngster in, in college and in, and and in, um it really as soon as they as soon as they could talk uh to people as adults they they started yes. doing it without start sounding like CJ. Uh, they started talking, and that's that's a, that's a really that's a really cool journey of like just getting into what you love doing and just sticking with it and doing that your whole life.
2: That's all I wanted, guys. I uh, like I said, I would be laying in bed uh, late at night uh, with the clock radio on next to my bed, listening to Joe Tate, and I was like, I'm gonna, when Joe retires, I'm going to be the guy. I want to be the voice of the Cavs, and I was such a big sports fan. I went to all the Cavs games, Indians and Browns as a kid, and. I fell in love with it. And then the talk radio part, I listened to a guy, a local uh, talk show guy in Cleveland named Gary D. as a kid. I I got to get in the studio with Gary. I started taping his show every day. I actually got mono in high school and stayed home for like two, three weeks and just listened to Gary because he was on during the middays and I would call in and I was sick, man. I just loved radio. I just thought it was the greatest thing ever. And Now to go through it and be in it for over, you know, close to 30 years. Uh, I, I really don't miss the day-to-day part of radio. Um, there were way too many people that didn't support you. There were way too many people at the very, very top that didn't know what they were doing. and It was frustrating. And so now to be able to kind of control what I can control, host this the lion shows and other things that I can do and uh, have a full-time job outside of it, but still get that small taste, you know, uh, of getting on the microphone, I'm, I'm good with it. Yeah. Can you kind of,
1: you mentioned uh, the day-to-day grind. Can you kind of talk to us a little bit about that for someone who's uh, from someone who did the grind, who's gone through every day on the mic and then I guess talk about how podcasting is different from live radio. Yeah, for sure.
2: Yeah, no, uh, JC, I think that that's a good question. You know, with, with, with live radio uh, certainly there's that interaction with callers and I, I guess you know, we've talked to the lockdown people before about, hey, you know, expand your horizons, take calls or or do Zooms. Or I like just for 20, 25 minutes a day kind of riffing on what the Lions are doing. I talked to Andrew Siciliano from the NFL Network. He's a Syracuse guy with me and a guy I went to a college with. He came on the show today uh, and that'll come out later later today. But, uh, you know, the thing with, with, with radio is with the podcasting, you control it. It's, it's your show. It's, it's your brand. Uh, you can do with it what, what you like. Um, you can kind of control certain things. In, in radio, certainly you have bosses and you have companies that, that make decisions that sometimes you don't agree with or might not be the right decisions. Uh, my last stop at radio full-time was at a station called Detroit Sports 1051, where, quite honestly, the people in charge had no idea, none, how to run a sports radio station. They didn't know. I knew because I had all this experience starting with HK at 90 and 95 and WDFN in 96. I knew what to do. I, I knew the decisions they were making were wrong ones, but they were saying, still do this. So that was frustrating. Uh, I work at this company now, Financial Architects, where my bosses actually tell me a lot, hey, we love what you're doing. Keep it up. Or, hey, this was really good. Or thanks so much for, 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 for coming aboard with us. It's like, wow, thank yous and pats on the back. I can count on one hand the amount of times that happened in radio in 25, 26 years. So it's it, that, that part, I don't miss uh, quite honestly. Is, is there still that rush when there's a breaking story and you can light up the phone lines and and talk about something? Sure. Of course. I had golden Tate from the lions on my show years ago. And he basically admitted in an interview that the other team knows our plays and that we're on the field and the other teams calling out our, our plays and telling us after plays, we know what's coming next. And, Oh, if you line up over here, we know it's going to be a run play to the left. And Tate's like, oh, my God. And so then that was a breaking story that just went for days. And we just kept taking calls on. And people were talking about the Lions, how pathetic they were. And that's a great rush. But um, some of the other stuff off the off the mic and, 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 like I said, having some bosses that didn't know what they were doing at some, some certain spots was certainly frustrating for somebody like me.
0: Yeah, it's that's that's actually a really cool um, story there because that's something that JC and I have talked about off mic before as like we're blessed that we get to do this without the, having to deal with the business aspects of it. Like there's something about sitting here and talking and getting to talk to cool people like Matt and um, all these other people that we've gotten to talk to, Joel Miller, um, Lana Snyder, all these guys that are just really awesome people and we, we get to learn about them, learn about their stories
1: and we don't have to deal with the the, the hassle of business, yes, yeah. Because as much as we we love business and infrastructure is important, it makes doing what we do difficult. It does. It does. The, the beauty
0: of just talking versus dealing with people. <laughs> yeah, that was that was the bad choice of words on my behalf. I apologize well, to all the internet let,
2: people. Let, let me say this. Let me interrupt you guys for a second. Um, you want. People to critique you. You want uh, professors and knowledgeable people to help you for sure. You don't want to get on. I think right now what too many podcasters are doing is they're just hopping on and swearing and going, oh, "This is crazy," and playing a bunch of drops. And I think you you want to have fun. You want to keep it light, but you also want to be semi organized and and have an idea of where you're going and still transition. You know, people tell me all the time when they listen to my show. You know, I had friends that listened to our, uh, it's called the Dairy Brothers Cast, and it's on WaitingForNextYear.com, and it's on Apple and Spotify and all that. And my brother and I, a lot of people have said to us, hey, man, this is really great what you're doing, um, and it's so organized. You know, Matt has such a, because my brother's just, my brother, he's just a, a sales guy in Cleveland, a great dad, and a, 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 an Indians fan. But I have that radio background of, Let's get in and out of a break. Let's throw it to a, a commercial that we're running. Let's bring it out of the commercial properly. You still want to be semi-organized. You just want to just, you don't want to just riff for an hour and talk. Have it organized. Tell your audience who you are at the beginning. Reset who your guests are. Uh, we're talking to Andrew Siciliano from NFL Network and DirecTV Red Zone. You want to do that almost every other question. I don't want to coach you guys up, but at some point you're going to say, And hey, we're talking to Matt Derry, you know, like, so – those little things you want to still do that are more more radio-tippy, but you're still doing them on the podcast, you know? Yeah, for sure. I think,
0: yeah, that's actually really, that's some of the best advice we've gotten so far. I think that's the only advice we've gotten, except don't be idiots. That's <laughs> that's true. Yeah, uh, after the first episode, you guys can't release this, you sounded like fools. And then that, well, we, we talked to Joel, he gave you some pretty good advice. Um, but yeah, this, this advice from Matt Derry, Joining us from Detroit in his basement, uh, gave us that advice. Um, it's really, it's actually, it's actually really, that's really good. We need to write that down, John Calvin. Um,
2: I love it. I love it. Reset, reset, no matter what. I love it.
1: We interrupt your regularly scheduled programming to bring you another edition of Talking with Todd. Except today it's not Todd. No, today it's not Todd. It is literally the big cheese on campus. As the president. Guys, we have the president on the show today. Dr. Thompson, thank you for joining us today.
3: Oh, you're quite welcome. Happy to be here. Yeah.
1: So Todd is on vacation this week and somehow or another, the stars aligned and we got Todd's boss on the horn today. So how are you doing, man? Like, how's your very broad? How's your life? You doing okay with all the the
3: COVIDness and all the jazz? I, I am, you know, the, on the quick side, school's doing well. Yeah, we just did another case report. I mean, like one active case, six others kind of hanging out there. We're doing well. I mean, the school we're about five weeks in. Yeah, I sense calm and peace on campus. Uh, about half are online, half are in uh, face to face. Lots of people. So, from a school perspective, yeah, fingers are crossed, baby. We're doing great. Um, so it's really as I trying to you know keep this as much as we can, as long as we can, doing it this way. For sure. absolutely fantastic. On the personal side, I'd say a couple things. One. I've never been more connected and disconnected all at the same time. So I, I get like an email on a Thursday afternoon. The coronavirus task force at the White House wants to talk to you tomorrow. So the next day, a thousand plus college presidents had a very personal conversation with Vice President Pence. On the coronavirus and what your school needs to do, I, I I'm like
0: what?
3: Um, and it's a whole lineup of people you see on TV talking to yeah. us about their perspective. Yeah, they would I would need, They don't know me. They would never give me the time of day, right? But in this environment, suddenly I get that. I get. I've had two conversations with the governor, conversations with the chancellor. So I've never been more connected. Just just from getting the job done and strategy and doing things. But at the same time, personally just so disconnected. I yeah. mean, I like walking around campus. I like talking to people. I like being with people and that disconnection. So, so I can connect with anybody at any time, but then I feel disconnected all the time. Yeah. Right?
1: We've lost as, as a society, a lot of this physical interpersonal relationship yeah. and this, this face to face talking, but at the same time, we have learned the value of communication, yeah and how to properly talk to people
3: and And I would add, um, I probably took a lot of that for granted,
0: yeah, Yes. and
3: so so i I certainly enjoy all these cool other ways we're doing things, yeah. um, and and we're never going back. I mean, we're doing stuff all the time, doing different ways but it really has um, got me to appreciate my personal values, my family here at work, just the the people that I hang out with here, the faculty, the staff, students, just the value of that relationship has just means so much more to me.
0: Yeah, I think that's something too that I I know uh, JC and I have talked about um, really like this summer learning like the value of being able to interact with people. Like we, we've we taken conversations for granted. I, like I, I don't know that I've like, given a handshake since much since March. Like that's just not something that's happening and like taking the little things like that, that we've taken for granted and like learning the value of that interpersonal connection uh, has been, has really been tremendous and kind of like, like humbling too at the same time. So it's been, it's been an interesting journey I think for everybody. Yeah. Uh,
3: the other is, um, not used to making so many decisions in uncertainty it fast waves coming at me all the time Yes. And if you talk about just the way I'm talking it feels like I'm standing and another wave is coming in another wave is coming in another wave is coming in and the ground underneath me keeps sinking and changing all the time mm-hmm. that is a space that many of us live in every day and whether it's personal or work or spiritual wherever it is it, we're in very historic times yeah. just in the sense that and I'll, I'll I'll go old manish on you here you know I I watched TV in the late 60s. I watched cities burn in front of my eyes. I watched, so I watched uh, a guy called Martin Luther King speak on TV, right, about, about his dream for America. Um, and I saw the significance of it at the time I didn't know. At the time I didn't have a clue that this was going to start to redefine how we talk to each other and be with each other. And my senses were in that same space again. So for for our listeners, learners out there, you know, a lot is going on. I get that. But savor savor the time. This is a generational time, and it's a chance to make a mark and a chance to do things. Um, You know, people... People will stand up and say and do things that'll be remembered for decades from now. So, yeah. it really is a, an important time. And I, I'm not talking politically about what side people are on. I'm just saying everyone senses that we're in a time of change. That, frankly, all the pandemic did was just speed it up. Yeah. It, di- it didn't cause, it just sped it up and it and it showed cracks and fissures that we kind of knew were there but didn't want to look at. But mm. now we have to look at
1: it. Yeah. We as Americans have duct taped a lot of stuff together. Oh yeah. And as learners and students and people living in community with each other, we have neglected in my, in my eyes and my opinion is not the end all be all, but we have seen a gross lack of communication and a gross lack of actual meaningful relationships. Mm -hmm. And you'd never know what you have until it's gone. Yeah. And the stuff that we did have, those relationships that were there, they were few and far between, but they were there. And a lot of that has gotten put by the wayside because of the COVID. And, you know, like you said, Doc, we are, COVID didn't cause this. It just sped everything up. So now we have a chance as people to rebuild what our communities look like. And we have a chance to put, A re-emphasis and a higher level of emphasis than we had before on relationships with people. And it's really cool like to to come on here and talk to you and hear you say, Yeah, I struggle and I get stressed. Because it makes us feel it makes me feel like I'm I'm not alone. And like there are people who are leading us through this, and the people that are leading through this, that you guys are real legit bona fide people. And you're just honestly a really cool
3: cat he's a cool guy he's a cool <laughs> that's guy. A great guy i, I, yeah. I
0: think yeah. that's something interesting too like like we have for the first time i'm really like looking at history in over 100 years to actually make real significant permanent change and like like i know dr thompson you get to be at the forefront of that in your sphere of influence here in northwest ohio and like we get to be that among our peers and and doing stuff like that of like like the responsibility that comes with that too is this this whole like Like, I know that's part of the stress. Like, I know that's part of the stress for you, and I know that's part of the stress for us. So it's really cool to get to be a part of, but also, like, scary at the same time.
3: It it is, but that's the best part. I mean, the best growth comes from that kind of scared space of, you know, courage is about walking into a space where you know it's going to be maybe difficult or hard or dangerous, and it isn't like this magic formula. You know the risk. You still walk in. And why? Because the value, the value, the value. So we're in a time. When it's good to ask what are our values and are we behaving in a way that reflects those? When I say that's our chance, that's our chance to do that so that my life reflects what I believe and I'm not just putting the mouth on it and then saying something, doing something else later.
2: Yeah.
1: Really wise words from our Star Trek reference. Supreme Leader, or not Star Trek. <laughs> that's so that, that's Star, Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars, yeah. Star Wars. yeah. Well, thank you. Supreme Leader Snoke, I mean, uh, Dr. Dr. Thompson. Thompson.
3: Thank, uh, you. thank you. you know, I see myself as a Kirk, maybe a Picard. Yeah. <laughs> I've never saw myself in that other role. No, I for got, sure. Some days Jar Jar Binks, but hey. <laughs>
1: All right, we'll give you Captain Kirk for today. Yeah, thank for you. sure. More You're Captain
0: well. Kirk than uh, Supreme Leader Snoke, for yes. sure. All for right. sure. Doc, thank you so much for
1: coming on today. Oh. Yeah, thank like you Dr. Dr. Thompson. Yeah, my pleasure. Yeah, this has been this has been great. Um so we're going to get we're going to plug you guys right back in to we're going to plug you listeners right back in to a podcast that was probably much less serious than than this 10-minute segment that we've shot here. But like remember what we talked about here because this is a time where we can change and where we need to change. Be the change you want to see, guys. Yeah. Be the change you want to see. And now this has been Talking, Talking With Todd, Todd Dr. Thompson Todd. Edition.
3: Ooh, let's try that again and I'll do that.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. This has been Talking, Talking With Todd, Todd Dr. Dr. Thompson, Thompson Edition. <laughs> Can you come back sometime? Sure. All right. Awesome. He's coming back, guys. And now Stay tuned. you're going back to your regularly scheduled programming. Thank you. Peace. Yeah. Um. I guess with with that in mind, Matt we're going to go back to your time as a as a on the air radio personality and I know we're going to eventually get to more podcasting mm-hmm. stuff but I'm just really fascinated by your career as an on air personality and wanted to kind of pick your brain about your your favorite memories and I guess the biggest stories that broke while you were on the air.
2: Like I said, I mean the Golden Tate thing was really was really great for us and uh Got to the point where Mike Tirico was doing the uh, Lions Seahawks Monday Night game that Monday, and even said on the on the Monday Night broadcast, "Hey, uh, Golden, uh, some it you was know, some news this week. Golden Tate went on a Detroit radio station, told Matt Derry. i 'I'm like, oh my god, so I'm on Monday. My my name gets mentioned on Monday Night Football. That was pretty cool. That's huge. Uh, I was on the air with with Mike Villeneuve and Terry Foster, Valenti and Foster on the ticket uh, when the Prince Fielder uh, news broke that he was signing with the Tigers." which was like out of nowhere and there was no way they had enough money for them. And then they go and sign them. And that's something somebody put up on YouTube and it's still there. So sometimes you go back and listen to old, old clips. That's, that's a lot of fun. My goal was always to be the voice of an NBA team. So I never at first wanted to be a sports talk radio host. And I got great advice from George Blaha, who is the longtime, still is the longtime voice of the Pistons where he told me, listen, if you want to be with us and you want to be the voice of a team, don't get your own radio show because you're going to tick people off. You're going to give opinions. You may even take some personal shots by accident, and that'll get you in trouble. So, still do your sports casts or sports updates. Host the pre and post game shows, which I was doing for the Pistons starting in 0102, and I did for 11 years. Um, but kind of stay away from that sports talk fray because it's tough to to go from that to uh, doing this, doing teams and, and doing the games and play by play. You look at what happened to the Sacramento Kings play-by-play voice recently grant napier the tv voice he got fired recently because he tweeted out and said on his radio show hey the black lives matter things good but all lives matter let's not just talk about black lives well that blew up and now he's gone you know the king said we don't want him around anymore and and ex-players got pissed and he's out so sometimes if you're doing a show and you're also calling the the games it's kind of difficult you know avoid these college play-by-play guys who also host talk shows and the the callers call up and go, what the hell is your coach doing and thinking on fourth and one? And you've got to balance that when you know, it's a bad play call, but yet you're the voice of the team and you have to interview that coach pregame and postgame. That's hard. So I stayed away from sports talk for a long time. Uh, I actually applied for the Cavaliers job in 2011 and I was one of the finalists, but I didn't get it. And quite honestly, it it devastated me for a long time. I was, that was my, my dream and it didn't work out. I wasn't treated very fairly throughout the process, but that's another story for another day. But then I decided, all right, screw it. I, if I get an opportunity to do my own show, I might as well do it. And that's what happened when I left 97 when the ticket to go to one Oh five one was an opportunity to, to have my own show. And I thought we did all right. I mean, the station sucked. My, My midday show was decent. I thought it was all right, but, um, Again that's kind of I've been all over the place to answer your question. I don't know if I have answered your question JC, but I did the best I could.
1: Well, I I know I gave you the the high sign but oh, you good. You you kind of did and you also kind of made me realize we're going to if you have time we'd love to have you on again to just talk about the the behind the scenes of what all happened to to you in the Cleveland market. Um I'm a big Cleveland fan and have sort of followed the I guess the radio market for the last couple years and I don't know just hearing you name the names of people I have idolized for the last probably 10 years is kind of is kind of cool I always grew up wanting to be the next Tom Hamilton the Indians play-by-play and
2: oh he's the best oh he's fantastic
1: if 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 you're listening to
0: this something that's cool this is the first person we've had on our podcast that has their own Wikipedia page so oh, God. Matt Derry has his own Wikipedia page. <laughs> like like, if you're, if you've ever been a college student, like your professors say, some of the information is not uh, credible
1: because it's crowdsourced, because it's crowd alterable.
0: But some of the cool stuff we found on there about Matt is that he is currently acting as the play by play for uh, Eastern Michigan University for basketball. Um, so Matt, could you tell us a little bit about, I know you were just talking about how your, your dream was to be the voice of the Cleveland Cavaliers, but now you're getting to do some of that play-by-play um, for for a, a Division One university.
2: Uh, a- actually, radio analyst. Radio radio analyst, be. okay. So here's the story there. So I was a play-by-play guy forever, and uh, CJ, I just decided, um, I think it was, I was doing uh, Detroit Mercy, University of Detroit. I did their radio for a long time. Then they got rid of radio, and I started doing their TV. And then Oakland University's uh, athletic director, Jeff Konya, and I were talking and he's like, I'd love for you to do color and work with a guy by the name of Neil Rule. And I, and I knew Neil very well. And I said, sure, that'd be fun. So I became an analyst because I I know college basketball. I know, you know, I I know the game. So I just want to have fun. I wasn't, I didn't care about getting back being the voice of a team. Neil was the voice is the voice of Oakland. And then two years after that, after Jeff left Oakland, uh Chad Bush who's a good friend of mine who's the voice of the Eastern basketball team he and I started talking and I said hey I'm every year I'm a free agent I'm not under contract and I started doing games with Chad doing Eastern and uh, working with them so it's a bit different doing the analyst work and just talking about you know the, the plays that occur after the plays happen as, as opposed to the play-by-play guy but I, I just want to have a good time with it I want to have fun and uh make a little money and and uh that's that's why I've done eastern the last couple of years it's been a blast
1: what's the most enjoyable part about what you do because i think that's something that CJ and i are we're looking for but also anyone who listens to this that wants to start a podcast what a, what makes this enjoyable
2: um that's a good question uh you know i like When it comes to the games, I love throwing the headset on. There's still nothing better than, you know, a tie game late in your court side. You get good access. You're right there. Relationships is a big thing. Uh, I've truly made some friends in the business, outside of the business, working with Chad uh, the last few years on Eastern games. We have a blast. I mean, it's just fun. It's fun to hop in the car with him and drive down to Toledo and do Eastern in Toledo. You get to see a new arena, uh, you know, I don't know if you guys have been to a basketball game at Savage. It's fun. Like, and then you throw on the headset and for two hours you're you're watching a basketball game for free. You got your you got your pizza in the press room for free. You got you got your access for free. And 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 you're getting paid to to watch a game. How much fun is that? And uh yeah, you're not blowing it off or screwing around. You're being serious, you're doing your prep. Um, but that that's a lot of fun. It, it's it's a lot of it is is about the relationships. I knew. David Locke, who's the, the, who started the Lockdown Network, Lockdown Podcast Network, where I do lockdown lions, but I knew David because he was the voice of the Utah Jazz. And he called me in the summer of twenty sixteen after one oh five one went under. I was looking for a full time I was looking for a job. And he's like, Hey, look, uh, you wanna host the Lions show every day and we'll pay you. And I'm like, Yeah, and I could do it from home. He said, Sure. So I had equipment. I followed the directions and I do it every day. I've been doing it for now. This will be my fifth season. So again, it's relationships. It's who, you know, if I didn't know David, David wouldn't have contacted me. Probably he would have contacted somebody else that he knew in Detroit. I had a relationship with Chad Bush. That's why I got the Eastern gig. I had a relationship with Neil and the folks at Oakland. That's why I got the opportunity. It's all about relationships. Um, You guys are having me on because I knew Mike V and you guys know Mike V. So, you know, a lot of it is relationships, and I like that. I like relationship building. I like getting to know people, and it's this is fun just talking to you guys. Maybe we can be friends someday. Knock
0: on wood. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's that's one of the cool things that I've. So I um my kind of ish background is in the the film side of of the media, right? So that's completely different. Very. I, I don't say more not more cutthroat, but like a different kind of cutthroat that I like about the talk media platform, whether radio or podcasting, is that it really is a, a people centric platform where like you're you're connecting with your with your audience you're connecting with people like matt um building contacts, building connections because you never know what the future holds and you never know um whose help you're gonna need or who's gonna need your help in the future quite well said
2: I agree i agree i you know look. Um, every job that I've gotten, uh, most of them at least, I wouldn't say the 97 on the ticket job I got because everybody helped me get in there, but pretty much all the other ones. Uh, the Syracuse opportunity. I knew a then sophomore at Syracuse when I was a senior in high school that said, Look, I can get you a tryout spot at WAER at, 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 the, at the station. You can't, you're going to have to make it on your own, but I can at least. When you're in that room with 100 freshmen trying to just get one of those 25 uh, tryout spots, I can get you one of those. So I knew somebody. When I graduated and was looking for work, I knew Les Levine. He was one of my dad's best friends at WHK. And Les told the program director, you got to listen to this kid's tape. He's not going to, we don't have to pay him much and he just wants to be on the radio. So I got that opportunity. Coming to Detroit to WDFN, I knew Dave Pash, who's now at ESPN. Dave and I went to Syracuse together. Dave's the one that told me, Get your tape to this guy; they need somebody, and I got the job. So, it is about relationships and who you know, and and how you can finesse those as best you can, and it, it's very important. Yeah.
0: So, something here that we've kind of gone back and forth to is, and I feel like we're this is a good transition spot here. Um, by the way, we're still talking to Matt Dairy. We're still talking to Matt Dairy. Um,
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what. So Matt, you, guys, you guys are so you guys are fun, man. I can't wait to listen to some of your other stuff. You gotta send me the link. Oh, for sure. For sure. Thank you.
0: For sure. Now is a great time to pause for station identification. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, so we talked about this a little bit, and I feel like this is a good time to transition back um into talking about podcasting. And you said yeah. here you got a um you 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 a contact really got you into podcasting. Um could you tell us a little bit about that transition from um, every day, the grind uh, on on air on the radio in Detroit to doing this this you know pre recorded uh, podcast platform. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that journey and about your transition there?
2: Well, I was lucky. I had some I had some radio equipment and some stuff that I had kept uh, kept uh, in quotes. <clears throat> so anyway, I had some stuff that I had kept, and I figured it was uh, that's good, that's cool. So. When I was transitioning from, you're right, doing the radio to podcasting, it's like, look, it's on your own schedule. Now, again, so after I uh, got fired at 105.1, then the station went under and whatever, I needed a full-time job. Uh, the podcasting was not going to pay the bills full-time, especially with a wife and kids and everything else. So I took a job teaching at U of D Jesuit High School here in Detroit, and it, for three years, it was the greatest thing ever. I absolutely loved it, and I, I miss it every day. Um, I love what I'm doing now at Financial Architects, but I really loved U of D. But to come home every day and go, okay, 4, 4.30, whatever time it is, I got to bang out my Lions show. You know, when you have a radio show or when you have a shift at a station, you got to be at the station. Now, a lot of, through this pandemic, a lot of guys, including uh, my buddy, Mike Valeni, who hosts uh, the Valeni show on, on the ticket every day, he could do it from his house. They put a, you know, a bricks box or whatever it is. Uh, whatever Rex, got, I think um, the stuff is. Tom Rex, whatever at his house and he can do it from home. And many broadcasters and talk show hosts are now working from home due to the, due to COVID. But uh, for me, I have the equipment. I'm like, all right, let's do this. And you know, you do it on your own time. You make sure that it's done. I mean, if they tell you, you know, you got to do it Monday through Friday, obviously they, they want you to post it as, as quickly as you can, but there was never a time where someone told me this has to be in by a certain time. So mostly my podcast, my lion's show is in, from in between 4.30 and 6.30 every day. So it's it's posted. So people can get it right away. If I post it on Twitter, uh, at Derry, by the way, D-E-R-Y speaks on Twitter, or um, they'll get it on, you know, Apple, Spotify, iTunes, and they'll listen on their drive to work the next day, whatever it is. So it's about timing. I mean, it's, it, you're on your own schedule. You know, we do the Dairy Brothers Tribecast. My brother and I do it whenever we really want. You know, mostly I do it during my lunchtime at here at home um pistons it's kind of the same thing uh hey turn us out something once a week all right well i'm pretty light on a thursday morning let's bang this out then so it's it's kind of that that's that's the 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 different part you're not in a studio you're you know you're by yourself uh you're your own boss um but i you know you 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 it's it's a it's very similar to radio though in terms of how you're approaching it but you're just you're doing it from home do
1: you edit and distribute uh, all your stuff by yourself, or do you have a quote unquote producer that does that for you?
2: I do everything on my own. So I have Adobe Audition on my computer. Uh, so when I do Locked on Lions, let's say I have an interview like I do today with Andrew Siciliano. So I will do my open, I will then uh, do a, a live read for I think it's rockauto.com, whatever. I will then like say, All right, uh, coming up next, we'll talk to Andrew Siciliano. And that will be a separate clip. I will then go into Adobe Audition. I will edit. So I've got the editing bay there. You've got clip number one is the show open with the music. You're listening to Locked On Lions, blah, blah, blah. Then I come on. So that's clip two. I make sure that's edited together. And then the part with Andrew would be clip three. I edit it all together, mix it down. And yes, I have it. Then I have that as a, a, a clip. It's, you know, I, I label Locked On Lions September 9th. I put it into uh, megaphone.fm that is our sort of home base for locked on lions. Uh, I throw in the ad locators that they want. Uh, I hit send and it's there. They distribute it. So once I get it into megaphone uh, I will share it on my own Twitter and on my own Facebook, but they're the one they distribute it to Apple, Spotify, iTunes, all of that. Um, Cleveland Indian show, same thing. I The Dairy Brothers Tribe cast, I will put together myself with the music. I send it off and email it to the guys at waitingfornextyear.com, which is a Cleveland-based sports um, uh, blog site. They distribute it for us. Piston's the same thing. I send everything to the team and they distribute it. So um, the, uh, the podcast I do for my company, uh, we call it the Empowering Futures Podcast Network. That I put into Libsyn, which is a distribution a spot and they dish it out from there, but I have to edit it and put it in and all that. So yes, but I do the behind the scenes myself mostly. Yes.
1: Yeah. It's nice to know that you're not, that I'm not the only one. I cut everything myself and it drives me nuts, but it's worth it. It this is worth it. It's fun. Thank you, Jen Calvin for cutting this for us. You're welcome.
0: Carrington. Yeah. So you <laughs> <laughs> no, no,
2: hold on. Those are your real names.
0: Yes. My yeah. name is Carrington. And I'm, no, no. Karen, My name no is Carrington Jariah, so that's where the CJ comes from. And I'm John Calvin, and that's JC.
2: Whoa, whoa jo- wait, Jariah. Jariah. How do you spell that? J-E-R-I-A-H.
0: It's a wow. Bible, Bible name, isn't Karrington
2: it? Carrington cool.
0: Jariah. Yeah, so it's 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 like Jeremiah, but without the M. Oh, for Pete's sake. Yeah. We should put it on the poster. The stuff podcast with Carrington Jariah and John Calvin.
2: I love it. How long have you guys done this show?
0: I We we start okay so we started pre COVID so I think our first episode we recorded was March the ninth something like that and then we got COVID we didn't get COVID but the world got COVID and we paused until May and then I think we've we've pushed out ten fifteen episodes since May
1: we've recorded like ooh I don't know twelve episodes twelve episodes I'm in the process of releasing a couple cool new ones here soon yeah so. and then we're gonna have
0: well I guess if you're listening to this we've already had Matt's pushed out there but like right now we're going to have Matt's in a couple of like a week or two released <laughs> <laughs> anyways this is some back to the future type stuff because yes, yeah, we're thinking weeks in advance anyways so Matt you've spent a lot of time in this realm of, of talk media um, some radio podcasting you did in college all of these things starting off you know bright eyed and bushy tailed cutting your teeth on getting everything ready what was what were some things that you wish people would have just told you to expect or to do or things that you could have tweaked about, about your, uh, your technique um, to, to take your your stuff to the next level. Something that you feel like might've saved you a couple of years getting to where you were.
1: First words for beginners.
2: Uh, I would tell them to uh, have an opinion on something. It's very easy to just go on the internet and read, you know, Hey, I'm going to do my lion show and I'm just going to do, 20 minutes on the on the depth chart that was a, a released yesterday. Boring. Anybody can get on there and read the damn depth chart. You get on and you got to give a, your angle on it. What People are listening to you to know what you think of certain things. Uh, there are some radio hosts around the country that spend way too much time, especially for whether it's, you know, Twitter likes or responses saying, what do you think? No, I, if I'm going to turn on a show I want your opinion. If I'm going to listen to Mike Valeni, it's because I know Mike's going to bring it every day. He's going to have an opinion on something. When we come back, we're going to talk about the big 10 and why they're not playing football. Okay. Mike can get on after the break, but I'm assuming that Mike's going to get on there and say, gosh, they look like fools how they're handling this, or they're making the right call. This COVID thing is the real deal and they shouldn't play, but give an opinion on something, getting on and going. Well, uh, today, here's the news. Well, you can get the news from going to the Internet. You can push a button on your phone and get the news. You know? Hey, what do you think? No, I'm listening to your show to tell, for you to tell me what, what you think. You know, That's why some of the guys I grew up listening to, like Gary D., like Les Levine, um, uh, uh, they, they, they had opinions, man. Pete Franklin was a guy I listened to as a kid. He'd get on after Cavs games on the same station the Cavs were just on. And just destroy the team, and it's like, wow, you know that you have a power on the microphone now. Don't take personal shots. Try not to swear. I know it's fun to swear. We could probably swear on here. I'm not doing that. There's times when I'm doing the lion show, I might drop an drop an f bomb here or there, and people love it. But no, get on there and have an opinion. Have something that that is fresh. Uh, try to come up with some things that are creative. Have fun too. Nothing worse than listen to some you know boring host uh, you know, and, and personalize as much as you can. I don't love getting on and telling my, my personal story about my family. And, you know, you, you guys, we were talking uh, off Mike before about how my kids live out of state. I don't broadcast that to the world. Uh, some people have told me I should do that. Um, maybe, but to me, you know, for a lion show or forever, whatever, whatever you guys are doing, make it fun. Uh, try to have some opinions on certain things. And, and, uh, and and bring energy every day.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks Matt. That actually, that's stuff that, that it's hard to do, especially for us. Like, like we're, we're, I'm, we're both 20. So we're both young. Um, and and like sitting here and saying, Hey, like these are things that's going on. Here's our thoughts. And I know we've been able to do that some, um, but like really like knowing that it's okay for us to have opinions, have opinions and be able to talk about it and talk about the things that are, you know, I'm a, I'm a huge Reds fan, um, so I know I'm sorry, Southern Ohio <laughs> grew up in the Indianapolis Cincinnati market. Um, so I have yeah. an excuse. But like they suck this year, and they're that's, bad they're bad and they have they really such should promise. be they
2: really should be a lot better than they are. Uh, yeah, I'm a huge baseball guy. I've watched the Indians play every game that they played against the Reds. The addition of Castellanos has been awesome. yeah, uh, I've got Suarez on my fantasy team. I don't know what's wrong with him. Uh, he's know. other than the three Homer game the other day. He's done nothing. Uh, they should be a lot better than they are for sure.
0: Yeah, they are. But like stuff like that of like having an opinion and talking about like the real things that are interesting, you in the world and the things that are making you angry or frustrated or disappointed in society or sports or whatever it is, but, or happy too. Yeah. But being able to be a real person, which is, which is actually some of the best advice you can give, I think.
2: Yeah. All right. Uh, I think you want to be real for sure. And, uh, you know, just, just, uh, try not to fake it. You know, uh, what's going to, you know, you guys are doing this podcast, the stuff podcast. How are you different than the other guys? How are you different than a guy at, uh, you know, is there a college in defiance? Is it defiance college? Defiance
0: college. Yes.
2: All right. How are you different from the guys doing shows over there? You know, or, or maybe guys are doing pods at your school or whatever it is. Um, are you going to separate yourselves, you know, and, um, That's, that's, that's definitely a huge key. Yeah. Well, Matt, thank you for
1: joining us. We are running out of time today. Hold on before we end. I (laughs)
0: got
2: to,
1: I got to ask you Tristan, Tristan McKenzie. Yeah. Okay. He's for those of you who are not giant baseball nerds, Tristan McKenzie is an Indians pitcher who just got called up about two weeks ago. I've been watching him since he played in double a Akron. Nice. I think he's the next CC Sabathia. Is he? <laughs> uh,
2: now he's got to gain some weight to be the next CC C. Sabathia. <laughs> Tristan, Tristan's 6'5" like 150. I mean, he's so skinny. You guys, you guys, guys got to take him to that uh to the Buffalo Wild Wings there off, off on the Defiance exit. Yeah, there you go. Tristan, if you're listening to this, day.
0: we will buy you chicken wings come to Defiance, Ohio. The boy makes uh, a lot uh, of We
2: money. are going to break bread the three of us uh, very soon. I pro- I uh, my treat. Um but I think that uh, – I think he's really good. You know, the Indians would not have traded Mike Clevenger, uh, J.C., if, if they didn't think T-Mac could get it done. So, I, I'm loving what I'm seeing from him. And last night was a little bit of a struggle to sit through and watch. My wife was uh, – you know, it was like, oh, geez, you're going to blow a gasket here because they're losing to the Royals. But it's all good. First place. And, and uh, you know, McKenzie, you look at that staff with Biebs and uh, Plesak, McKenzie, Sabali – um and Carrasco that's pretty darn good pretty darn good five man and more to come by the way there's more guys more guys they're bringing up so
1: it's ridiculous like they can never seem to get an outfield but their pitching is remarkable <laughs> every year oh, Ohio has the best pitching rotation the best 10 starting pitchers <laughs> in baseball
0: and it's true and it's no true. offense and and I and I Cleveland makes it to the World Series this year I will be a Cleveland fan for the for the month Okay cool. um, we, oh, need, oh. we
2: need we need you we need you you know I was at game seven in 2016 I was oh, fourth
3: row oh. fourth row
2: behind uh behind the screen there between the du- Indians dugout and home plate and it was it was painful it was a painful evening people were like oh you were there uh yeah, I was there it sucked <laughs> yeah. it was horrible other than Rajay's home run and that five minutes of ecstasy
1: what was that like that
2: the what my was that brother like? Jumped into my arms and was crying, and I'm and he, and I he's not that heavy, so I could hold him up, but that was incredible, incredible. But the atmosphere, the amount of Cubs fans that invaded our stadium, it, it makes my stomach churn still to this day. It was Sick. So bad, so no. bad.
0: Well, until next year, yeah. Until until next year, guys. Um, yeah. So Matt, thank you for coming on our show. Is there any way that You're our welcome. our listeners and those who have just picked us up off the internet land, could connect with you on social media at all.
2: Like I said, Twitter, uh, at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks. There's also the Matt Derry uh, Facebook fan page. That's D-E-R-Y. Um, if you guys post this wherever you post it, you know I'll retweet it. Uh, and uh, would love to help you guys in any, in any in any way possible. I think what you're doing is great. And, um, you know, shout out to Professor V there at uh, Northwest State, if that's what they call him. We don't want to give him too much love. He and I go way back. Our our story is pretty remarkable. Um, but uh, we'll have any, to... any help you guys ever need, I'm here for you. Awesome.
0: Thank Thanks. you, Matt. Jeez, Matt, thank you. Well, hey, guys. Hey, guys, thank you for listening today. Um, remember to follow us on all the social medias at The Stuff Show. Um, also, listen to us. If you're listening to us, you're listening somewhere. But you can listen to us on other places. So you can listen to us on Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcast apple podcast ish maybe not yet no not yet um breaker though Breaker. Breaker. you can listen on breaker and thank you to anchor yeah thank you guys anchor fm for hosting our podcast and distributing it for
1: us and guys yeah thank you for listening to us remember stay excellent to each other and party on my dudes and dudettes peace Peace out. out